remember when we were doing that uh, movie theme night game? Remember movie theme night game? Oh, I loved movie theme night game. <laughs> well, I have some for you. You have one right off the top? I have two, actually. In the leadoff spot, you're going with the game? Yeah, why not? Uh, no, no reason not to. It's just shocking. I know. <laughs> it's arresting. That's who I am. <laughs> I am arresting and shocking. People all the time, I'm walking down the street and people are like, what the hell is that? He's the most predictable guy I know. <laughs> Shocking, he says. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I got two of them. You have two. One of them, I think, is is you'll get. I hope anyway. I think it's fairly easy. And the second, but I don't know. What I'm doing here? You see what I'm doing? You're getting ready. Can you see me? You see what I'm doing? (laughs) You're getting ready. Take off my shirt as if ready to fight you. (laughs) (laughs) And the second one, I think, is harder. So it's gonna. That one might be tough, but we'll see what happens. All right. All right. Look at me. I'm limber. I'm limber. You're really loosening back. up. Let's go. Let's go. I'm in. <laughs> right. I'm in. All right. Um, so just to refresh the audience, again, this is like we pick out a, a couple of different movies and the other person has to guess what the theme night is of these movies that are playing on a particular evening. Yes, sir. And you have a lob for me? You're throwing me a lob to start and I then hope something it a little will more? Be. It could be tricky. It, uh, you a know, little more passing shot? Yeah, I'm hoping that you'll get this one right off the bat, but let's see. Great. Ready? Here we go. I'm ready. So ready. Star Wars, the okay. original, the original episode four of Star Wars. Okay, got it. Rocky three. Interesting. The Untouchables. What? And Arthur, starring Dudley Moore. And this was the easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. Rocky. Rocky three. three. Rocky three. The Untouchables. <laughs> hey woman. Hey woman. <laughs> <laughs> and Arthur. The Untouchables and Arthur. Yeah. I mean, the first three, I was like, there's got to be something. And then you threw Arthur. And then you throw Arthur at me. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> Arthur's supposed to seal the deal. Like, Arthur's to be the one where you're like, oh, of course. <laughs> All right, let's talk it out. Let's talk let's it out. Talk, I think we can get it out. Fair enough. This. Okay. All right. Uh, and it's it's. Uh, I'll give you a couple of clues about what the theme is. I it's think about I think I need them. Yeah. Something that happens in all four of those movies. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what happens in Rocky that also happens in Star Wars? Rocky three. Right. Okay. It's very all important. Right. We go with Rocky. Well, what's one of the major things that happens in Rocky three? I mean, I like the big thing. The big, like, what's the they, what, what happens? They hug on the beach. No, <laughs> no, it's not Apollo that. and Rocky <laughs> hug on the beach. That's that's the denouement. Before that, before when that, that, nothing <laughs> matters. Before that, what or or after it? You're, <laughs> you're missing one of the huge <laughs> moments of the movie. All what right, happens? what am I missing? Come on, think. It what only, am I missing? What only happens in Rocky Three? I mean, well, Mickey dies. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. Mickey dies. Okay. And Malone dies. Mickey, Mal- guys that's, whose names start with M die. <laughs> You're close. You're on the right <laughs> okay. track. All right. Obi-Wan right dies. Right. Right? Yes. And then in Arthur, the butler guy dies. Yes, that's right. Right. Okay. All right. So like old uh, 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 heroes, teachers. Mentors, perhaps? Mentors, mentors die. There you go. Dying you got mentors. it. That's it. The dying mentor evening. <laughs> Buddy, that's a good one. 
Dying Mentor Evening is a great movie night, <laughs> isn't it? And there's probably it's, lots more too. Like th- those were just ones that I that I thought. I mean, were those obvious. are the highlights, but yeah, there's tons of those. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you got there. I, I knew well, that Mick. I mean, yeah, once you go to Mick, you, you're it's like an easy path to the rest of them, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mick was like turning the corner, and then I saw the end of the maze, and I was like, "There it is! There it is! Here I go!" But you'd not. I mean, you had to guide me through that one pretty well. So thanks for all the tips. But it but. could have been uh, more obscure than I thought. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right, let's go for the hard one. <laughs> <laughs> okie dokie and it includes one of our mammoth films that's oh. why I'm, this is a good one to start with this is a good one okay so the spanish prisoner okay the big lebowski another one of your favorites yeah totally and anatomy of a murder which you've probably never seen that's the, that's the that's the issue with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well you can imdb it if you want okay anatomy of a murder just that All one because right. the other two you're you're well familiar with uh, w- more than well familiar with uh, anatomy of a murder <laughs> anatomy of mur- which by the way is a great movie it's a, and everyone it's, should a good, see it's it. also a good john Hausman word <laughs> murder <laughs> <laughs> right it is it's fantastic okay okay so we got all right what we got a courtroom drama here that's right right it's your like the, favorite the og courtroom drama in my <laughs> that's opinion that's right that's right okay so that and I don't, I'm no, I will getting, tell. I'll give you a hint. Get, go ahead. Go ahead. It's uh, it's it, there is uh, a, the tie-in is an actor. Hmm. Spanish prisoner, Big Lebowski, Anatomy right. of a Murder. Right. Whose movie night is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I just have to go. I just have to go. <laughs> <laughs> the anatomy of a murder <laughs> cast, right? And that'll it should you did it, it should I'm still off. within the rules. Yeah, to, that should to, that should right? totally give it to you. I would hope. All right, all right. Give me a second. It's not Campbell Scott, right? No, it's not Campbell Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I love this game, by the way. I can't wait to be on the other end of it because it's going to be fun to guess. Uh, I are you serious? Yeah. I don't see any of these guys oh, in the other two on. films. Come well, I'm just on. saying. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Is it? He sh- the, the actor should be in the top like three or four people in the Anatomy of oh, a Murder Well, cast. then I'm missing something horrible, and I feel <laughs> like you're just laughing at me. Oh, no, I don't mean to laugh at you. On the inside. Think about uh, in the two movies you know. Sure. Like uh, an older gentleman who uh, is kind of sleazy in both of them. Ben Gazzara? Ben Gazzara is yeah, correct. Yeah, nice. <laughs> all right, okay, yeah. It all <laughs> came back to me all in a second. <laughs> it's the Ben Gazzara movie night of Spanish Prisoner. That's Big a Lebowski. good movie night. And it is a fun movie night. Those are three excellent films. That's a good one. Yeah. Hey, you could throw Roadhouse in there and really make it a throwdown. Oh, is he in Roadhouse? I've never seen Roadhouse. Is he in what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I kind of skipped the whole Patrick Swayze oeuvre. Okay, you do know he's shirtless throughout. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just oh wait, let me go yeah, back and exactly. watch it. Exactly, <laughs> that was exactly my reaction. <laughs> I guess I didn't know that. I knew there yeah. were some brawls in it and that kind of thing, but that's oh, there's some great, great stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. There's probably like a, peanuts on the floor, you know, that kind of thing. Because of the 
It's a roadhouse. They use it's the peanuts to just throw the peanut shells on the floor. You know what of I mean? Course, it's one of those of places. Course. Yeah. I hate those. Yeah, places. it's I mean it's got it's got a lot of that stuff. Good. good. <laughs> I don't know about peanuts on the floor, but <laughs> lots of fights and stuff. All right, cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. Well, welcome everyone. To <laughs> <laughs> to Glengarry Glen Ross Infinite. The Glengarry Glen Ross Infinite Podcast. Your source for the most fun games this side of the internets. A better way to know which movies Patrick Swayze has been shirtless in. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best way to know what those movies are. Oh, for sure. There's no better way. You come way. to me with your shirtless Swayze questions. <laughs> I got answers. <laughs> Are there questions? I mean, the, the, doesn't the shirtless Swayze answer itself? Like what? Yeah, but like, which is the best shirtless Swayze? Oh, gotcha. Okay, sure. sure. Which is the most tender shirtless Swayze? <laughs> that would be Ghost. I would imagine. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. You understand sure. what I'm saying? I do. I didn't see the subtlety of it until. You, yeah, you I mean, it, there's yeah. variants here, buddy. Sure, sure. If you just wake up to it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad you came with a game. It was fun. To start. I want you to give me some next time. or what, I the, will come with some next time. Happy to do it. Okay, good. I love to theme movie nights, and I love to watch you squirm. <laughs> so, Don't smop me. Bangity. <laughs> I want to watch you squirm. Yeah. And when you exactly. smop me, it ruins it. It ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. All right, what are we doing here? 59? I think that's right. All right. We, by the way, this might be the final <laughs> podcast <laughs> of this iteration. This is a little <laughs> off mic prior to talking about the, what we're doing here. Yeah, but we'll get to that later. We're going to get to the, the, this being the final episode? Yeah, later on, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna... well, I mean, I, I'd like to remind the people this could be the final episode throughout the episode. Okay, good. All good right, that's so good. Yeah, you don't want to come top. out of left field or anything. Yeah, that's no, good. exactly. We're going to build up to it. Perfect, perfect. Let's build up to this. Science, math, and geology. And other stuff, it's numerology. Numerology. P-dupes. We're going to miss you. We're going to miss you, P-Dupes. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. Wait, you were not? Or P-Dupes isn't? P-Dupes isn't. No, he's a rock. That guy's a rock. That's right. It's just he's us. Sol- he's solid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Immovable. Sure. <laughs> Immutable. Immutable and immovable yeah. is what they always say about Pidu. That's what I say. 59 is the natural number following 58 and preceding 60. It, it's been so long I can't remember if I do anything anymore after each of those or not. Uh, this being the final episode, I'd say just let it ride. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, in mathematics, 59 is the 17th prime number. Oh, okay. 17th. 17th of the primes. We've the next one is 61, which comprises a twin prime. Hey. 5961, they're twin priming. Oh, that's nice. It is nice, right? <laughs> it's twinning. 59 kind of lords over 61 that he was born first, but other than that, <laughs> they seem to get along pretty well. <laughs> I, yeah, I never would have known they were twins because they look totally different. Oh, you know, they, I mean, they, they act different, you know. Sure. I, I never... Yeah, they're their own people, you yeah. know, <laughs> which you can't always say about twin primes. That's right. Yeah. 59 is also an irregular prime, a safe prime, the 14th super singular prime. And it is, and I like to do this in a brogue, an Eisenstein prime. <laughs> 
Oh, yes. The <laughs> Eisenstein Prime. Ah, top of the morning to you, 59. <laughs> do you mean 59 the Eisenstein Prime? <laughs> ah, you feckin' know I do, don't you? <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's good. It is also, I like to do this in an accent myself as well, it is also a highly cotation number. <laughs> <laughs> Highly cotation. <laughs> Highly cotation. Nice. I have a quick Philly accent story. I was doing some outdoor dining this week. Oh. Uh, outdoor drinking. Okay. Uh, at a restaurant with tables uh, set apart, plastic partitions. I'm safe. I'm doing it right. Good. But I had to go get my drink on someplace other than my house. So I'm out at the bar. <laughs> And at the, you know, you're doing this whole scan the QR code at the table. I don't know if you know that this is what's going on in the world because I know you don't go out to places anymore. But what they have a little QR code at the table so you can just access the menu right on your phone. You don't have to deal with anybody. Oh. Just put in your order through your phone and then they'll just bring it to oh, you. Oh, I love that. It's nice. It's, I feel like it's one of the things that, you know, God willing, will stick around after, after the quarantine. Yeah, that's nice. So I'm... I, I hear over the, my back shoulder, this, this guy just keeps saying, but it won't load. <laughs> it won't load. And then somebody's trying to help him, and he's like, I'm telling you, it won't load. <laughs> and he must have said it like 30 times. It won't load. It won't load. <laughs> the QR code won't load? I, <laughs> QR code won't load. I don't know. Won't load. <laughs> it had me rolling. <laughs> well, you don't load a QR code. <laughs> No, my phone won't load the QR code. Okay? <laughs> it won't load. won't load. Look at it. won't load. Hun, hun, what are you trying to order? A Coke? <laughs> you trying to order Coke over QR Coke and code? Hoagie and it won't load. <laughs> That's the best. It was pretty great. Oh, yeah. my God. I could not wait to share that with you. I really <laughs> was just like, I can't wait to tell him. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Kotoshin. 59 is also uh, one of the factors that divides the smallest composite Euclid number. Oh, Euclid. You good might old remember Euclid numbers. Good old Euclid. Yeah, right? You Solid. got anything else on Euclid? Or you I, I just know. Good old. Just good old, good old Euclid. <laughs> just good and old. <laughs> Very good old reliable Euclid. Euclid, right. Euclid. He's always there. That's right. Always ready. Always there with a joke and take your hat. You know, that kind Quick of thing. Quick with a joke or a light of your smoke. <laughs> <laughs> There's some place that he'd rather be. <laughs> 59 is the highest integer a single symbol may represent in the sexagesimal system. What? <laughs> Sexagesimal. Se okay. Sexagesimal, <laughs> not sexagesimal. Who's who? <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Uh, well, you know what? Now that you mention it, I'm on board. <laughs> Sexagesimal <laughs> is also known as base 60. So you'll see the sex right there in the word <laughs> right. meaning 60. Oh, I see. Sex I was thinking maybe this was like uh, some like risque act that Sophie Germain would have during her show. <laughs> Hello, boys. <laughs> and now it's time for Sexy Jezebel. <laughs> Let's hear it for her. <laughs> now it's time for the own, the last number that can be represented by a symbol. Oh, yeah. Get ready, boys. It's Sexy Jezebel. Sexy Jezebel. <laughs> I love it. All of you faint of heart fellas should leave the room. <laughs> It's time for the sexagesimal segment. <laughs> I, you know, I would watch that show. Yeah, oh my Sophie Germain all, all day, day, every day. Come on, 
Yeah. Where do I get tickets? And what? What about you? Used to do some drag back in the day. What? Let's get <laughs> you back in drag, buddy. <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about here? <laughs> there were some student videos back in college. You had makeup. You had on the bell bottoms. The whole deal. Really? I yeah. Don't, I don't remember doing that. Well, I t- Sophie Germain is hanging out there waiting for you. <laughs> I got too much facial hair. I can't do it. There are better people for than me to play Sophie Germain. I can tell you that. I don't know that. if that's true. No, there are. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Get them in here. All right. We can have auditions. It'll be really Get fun. Get them in here. <laughs> right? We can have auditions for Sophie Germain. I, I mean, Find just I, the right I'd person. St- I think in my heart of hearts, I'd want you to be doing it. But if that's how you truly feel. <laughs> no, we'll get some ladies to do it. Why give it to an old white guy when we but can have But that's not a... drag, though. I mean, that's not typically drag. Why is Sophie Germain in drag? I thought we had always agreed that was a drag character. Oh, I thought it was just a woman. <laughs> 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 Till I got her home that night. I and mean... then I realized what was going on. How <laughs> <laughs> does that feel like <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a woman. <laughs> she told me she had a big surprise for me. <laughs> I've I've certainly told you that don't do it. It's a trap story, right? I think I've told it on this podcast. I think you have, yeah. Right? yeah don't do it. It's a trap. I've seen it. It's bigger than mine. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a. Tra- it's like Admiral Akbar. <laughs> it, it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. You if you ever take a a, a transvestite home, unbeknownst to you, <laughs> that's who you'd want to break the news to, right? <laughs> right. Is Admiral Akbar. <laughs> I will, you just want to have that guy as your roommate all the time because you never know when there might be a trap waiting for you, <laughs> and he could warn you about it. I mean, that'd be nice, but he seems kind of mucusy. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want him like on the couch. Like, Akbar, you putting your head on the pillow again, buddy? Let's hold on. Come on, we talked about this. And it'd be really uncomfortable if you came home. And you're like, guess what we're having for dinner tonight? Lobster. Yeah, yeah he would right. not probably like that. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be telling it, them it's a trap. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the poor lobster. I mean. That's right. Oh my god. Okay. All right. In science, 59 is the atomic number for praseodymium. Whoa. Praseodymium. Never heard of it. Af- and after two scotches as well. well that's amazing. Praseodymium. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lanthanide. Oh, okay. Cool. You know we love those lanthanides. We sure do. It's a chemical element with the symbol PR in the atomic number 59. It is the third member of the lanthanide series and is traditionally considered to be one of the rare earth metals. All right. Praseodymium, as you might have guessed, is a soft, silvery, malleable, ductile metal (laughs) valued for its magnetic, electrical, chemical, and optical properties. All right. This (laughs) stuff sounds great. I mean, I don't know why I've never heard of it. Like, why is it being buried under all this other stuff? Praseodymium? Yeah. You never heard of this? No. (laughs) Praseodymium? No. What am I? What am I, scientist? Well, right, I'm going to read you something that you've all heard before. Every, All four of you have heard this before. <laughs> and you're going to be like, why are you doing this again? This sounds so familiar. But I, it, at the end, it get, gets it resolves, and you're going to be happy I did it. All right. Just go with me. And for or, you. For me or your shit. Got it. All right. In 1751, the Swedish mineralogist Axel Frederick Kronstedt. 
discovered a heavy mineral from the mines at Basnas. He later named it cerite. 30 years later, 15-year-old Wilhelm Heisinger from the family that owned the mine sent a sample to Carl Scheel. Any of this ringing a bell? Yes. Carl Scheel didn't find any new elements in it. In 1803, after Heisinger had become an iron master, he returned to the mineral with Jean's Jacob Brazilius. You remember Brazilius? <laughs> sure, of course. Of course you do. Isolated a new oxide, which they named Syria after the dwarf planet Ceres. Kay. You're all with me now. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, continuing on. Syria was simultaneously and independently isolated in Germany by Martin Heinrich Klaproth. I knew Klaproth Remember was behind Klaproth? this. Klaproth! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Klaproth. I, I was sitting here just thinking, it's going to end in Klaproth, isn't it? Klaproth. <laughs> right? Yeah, always. You got you had your monocle in and you were like, Klaproth. <laughs> uh, between 1839 and 1843, Syria was shown to be a mixture of oxides by the Swedish surgeon and chemist Carl Gustav Mosander. You remember Mosander? Yes, for sure. All names we've heard before, right? Yeah, yeah. Lived in the same house as Brazilius. (laughs) Fucking Mosander and Brazilius and Akbar, they're all in a house. (laughs) 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 So Mosander and Brazilius separate out two other oxides, which they named Lanthana and Didymia. And this all sounds familiar, right? This is where it diverges. In the decomposed sample of cerium nitrate, they roasted it, treated it, treated the resulting oxide with nitric acid. The metals that formed were lanth- lanthanum and did- didymium. Uh-huh. And they and while lanthanum turned out to be a pure element, did- didymium turned out to be a mixture of several other stable elements, one of which was praseodymium. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it was discovered at the same time as all these other lanthanides. They just didn't know it. This is crazy. It's, it's, it boggles the mind. The Klaproths and the Mosanders are still <laughs> feuding over all these elements. It's crazy. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's so much fun. Yeah. And apparently the, the fact that didymium was, uh, turned out to be a bunch of metals. Uh-huh. This had long been suspected by a fellow by the name of Mark Delafontaine. Oh. <laughs> who sounds like a guy who long suspects things, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Can't you see that? Just be like a staple of the Delafontaine oeuvre. <laughs> As having long suspected a thing. <laughs> and and only, you only learn that he had long suspected it when someone else solves it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I had long suspected that was the case. Mm. Yes, of course. <laughs> I had long suspected. Well, thanks so much. Thanks, Della Fontaine. Yeah, your 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 element is dedoidium. <laughs> that's what you get. Jesus Christ, this that's, guy. That's what he's good for. Right. <laughs> uh, and I'd like to get a sample of dedoidium. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, so, yeah. So, then we use this praseodymium still today in lots of applications, high-powered magnets, aircraft engines, and we use it to yellow color glasses and enamels oh provides a nice little yellow hue apparently oh that's lovely isn't that great that is great so there you go 
Praseodymium. I love it. 59. Fantastic. Let's not overlook the lesser of the lanthanides, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, its symbol is PR, so you would think it would get some public relations going, but it doesn't. You know, it just sits <laughs> there. It doesn't why, talk. It doesn't do anything. That's why you come here. <laughs> this is why you come here. <laughs> it just sits there. It's quiet. It's unassuming. It's, you know, it doesn't do... It's, you're right. It, it just d- does it, its own thing. Ironically enough, it does not have the best PR. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> you're so on the money with that. <laughs> All right, moving into astronomy, we have a Messier object. Excellent. I'd long suspected we would have <laughs> one of these tonight. Such a Delafontaine <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Messier object M59, a magnitude 11.5 galaxy in the constellation Virgo. Wow. That's a big boy. That's big to be going into a virgin like that. I mean, that's. that's a, okay. <laughs> that is big. All right. There we are. <laughs> Sexagesimal, huh, buddy? Hello, boys. <laughs> Take a look at this. Sophie Germain. <laughs> Take a look at this. I got an 11.5 for you. <laughs> damn, Sophie. <laughs> I mean, I'll say it again. Damn. What was the what was it the guy said in your story? <laughs> don't do it, don't, man. Don't don't do it. Yeah. It's a trap or something. Don't do it. <laughs> it's a trap. I've seen it. It's bigger than mine. <laughs> we also have an NGC. Oh, good. Get out your epaulets yeah, my, and epithets. My hat and everything. NGC object 59, a magnitude 12.4 spiral galaxy in the constellation. You see this? <laughs> Cetus. That's great. I didn't know Cetus was so populous. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shit up there in Cetus. Cetus, there's uh, so much going on. Yeah, and a big one, too. That was a 12-point whatever. That's big. The Yeah. The, I mean, the neighborhood committee is off. They're, they're over. They, there's too much going on. There's <laughs> noises late at night. There's people talking and having making merry. Well, you know those spiral galaxies. I mean, yeah, right. go around and around all night. All night. Jesus. <laughs> There goes Moving. the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's a great public enemy song if you're ever interested. There in goes the neighborhood? Yeah. Oh, cool. There goes the neighborhood. Good one. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> public enemy. Big fan. Cool. <laughs> cool. I had long suspected they had a song called. <laughs> Uh, in go, moving into music, there's a lot of 59 music associations here. Stay with me. Beethoven's Opus 59. Oh, okay. Consists of three so-called Razumovsky quartets. Ah, fun. I, I have no idea what that means. Me either. Or who who that's named after. Oh, it sounds fun. I though. mean, obviously, Razumovsky. <laughs> right, and there's obviously four people in the quartet, so... Yeah. I don't know what they play, whether they're string quartets or vocal or what that is, but it sounds Who fun. knows? Yeah. Who could say? No, only Razumovsky could tell us. <laughs> only only the Raz <laughs> can let us know. <laughs> um, 59 is an album by Puffy Amiyumi. Wait, the <laughs> wait, Puffy Amiyumi? Up, Puffy Amiyumi. <laughs> the Puffy Amiyumi? <laughs> Gesundheit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're uh, they're apparently uh, some kind of uh, uh, Japanese pop duo. Oh, sure. I bet they Sh- are. Shockingly enough. Right. 
I'm gonna start. Uh, a, I'm gonna start up an old white oh. guy puffy Amiyumi cover band. Now, what do you that, think? I'd pay money to see. <laughs> are you Are you suggesting? Yeah, you could join me. I could totally join. Okay, you. good. Done. Yeah, uh, just give me like buttons to push or something. Because <laughs> I'm sure it's like synth pop, right? It's got to. It could be. be. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. We'll have to learn the dance moves. That's the hardest part. I mean, I or come up with our own. True. Yeah. Right. But I mean, if you're a cover band, people want to go and get the experience of seeing Puffy Amiyumi. How about How about we just call ourselves Pudgy Amiyumi? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is it a nice name, but it's truth <laughs> in advertising. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I be I me, you be you me. <laughs> <laughs> Sound good? Yeah, you love it. Uh, I love it. This we'll tell this story for years when they ask the origin story of Pudgy I me, you because this is going to be our last episode, so that we could just gracefully. This transition. may be the final episode. Right. That's right. We'll just move right into Pudgy I me. That's Yumi. right. We just gracefully transition over to that. It'll be perfect. I love it. Okay, good. In the, uh, I'll, I'll just say this to you, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Post haste because I know you and you know me. Do it to do do. Feeling, Feeling groovy. Fifty ninth right. Street Bridge song. Simon and Garfunkel. Nice, Thank nicely you. done. Thank you. A nineteen. That song came out in nineteen sixty, and it was a Fifty ninth Street Bridge song. Hello, lamppost. What you know? What you know? It. <laughs> <laughs> was he ever that high? Probably not. <laughs> I just come to watch your flowers growing. I know. I, mean, I know. I, mean, I do you, love that song. Though. I mean, I you no so harm, much. lamppost. <laughs> I'm just a voyeur. It's okay. Yeah, we, yes, we all lampposts matter. <laughs> we love lampposts. We're big fans. <laughs> yeah, I love that song too. It's great. It's a great song, right? Yeah. I got no deeds to do, no promises to keep. Dappled and drowsy and ready to sleep. Let the morning time drop all its petals on me. Do we do do? It's a great song. It is a great song. Uh, we'll come back to that one. I, I think later in the numerology Look, segment, I, for I, some reason. I do have to say, say though, I do love how oh, Paul yeah, Simon, please. Paul Simon, when he like runs out of something to say, or he said what he wanted to say too soon, he just throws in an ooh 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 or a do it to do do or a mm 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 or whatever. More, yeah, look, more power to him. <laughs> I'm serious. In the great tradition of na 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 na, hey hey hey, goodbye. You don't have to write lyrics if you don't want to. <laughs> it seems to me he like shoots the wad too soon, and then he's got like nothing left. He's like, uh, oh, I don't know, do it and doo doo. You know what I mean? Like, but it's but it's that's so joyful to me. I'm glad he did that. <laughs> I like it too. Oh. I'm glad it's not like do what I, do what I'm do doing, <laughs> feeling groovy. Like I'm I like do it to do do. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got to figure out how to spell that. <laughs> I love Dewey to do do. Um, uh, the 59 sound is an album by the Gaslight Anthem. Oh, the Gaslight Anthem. Includes a song of the same name. Oh, that sounds good. 1159 is a song by Blondie. Oh, I love that. Blondie? Yeah, of course. I love yeah. Blondie. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, right. 59 is the sixth track on the album Ignition by Brian Setzer. <laughs> Ignition. Ignition. It's you and me in the bottom of three tonight. You know this song? I well no, that's not that's a Brian Setzer song, oh. but it's not and it's not Ignition. 
was this the following album called Blast Off? <laughs> I think it was called Car Bomb. Oh, okay. Because his career slowly died after that. <laughs> 59 is an area code of the Anderhi Mumbai. What? Yeah. What is that? How do you like that? I, I'm confused by it. Okay. Okay. What, why Moving are you confused? What, it's an area code. Okay, it's an area code. I don't know yeah. what Anderhi Mumbai is. I feel That's very dumb. That's the place that it is an area code in. Wow. Where is that? Did I say something peculiar? I don't know where Andiri Mumbai is. Well, it's in Mumbai. Oh, it's in Mumbai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I've been to Mumbai. Okay. It's like if I said uh, it's in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> you were like, yeah, but I don't know where Denver is. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Colorado, man. <laughs> what do you mean? It was the first part that's, that <laughs> messed me up. because Oh, it's just a, pre- yeah, I guess a province or a segment or yeah. a t- town, neighborhood. I don't know. Neighborhood in Mumbai. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, my apologies, but No, no. That's, d- 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 hey, this is going to happen. <laughs> get, get a, do it to do do. That's right. Get, get comfortable <laughs> with it because it's going to happen a, a lot. <laughs> you should know this right. by now. I should. I should. We're moving into sports. We're going to round it out with sports as we always do. Satchel Page. Oh. Uh, Became the oldest Major League Baseball player ever at age 59. Love Satchel Paige. I'm still dying Which, to see that Delroy Lindo movie about Satchel Paige. Sounds yeah, really you got to see that. Sounds good. And then report back to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to play at 59 seems to me partially a comment on how great Paige was, yep. obviously. Yep. Obviously, that's what it's intended to mean. But and it also is a partially, to me, a comment on how ludicrous baseball is. <laughs> <laughs> What? It's it's utterly ridiculous. Yeah, like you should be able to play to 59 because most of the guys are just standing around. That's it. Uh, you could be a DH at 59, it seems to the, me. With the slightest bit of calisthenics in your life, <laughs> you could maintain a baseball career well into your 50s. I think you're right. Yeah, I don't yeah. see any reason why you couldn't. I don't either. No no offense to Satchel, who was great. Right. And 59 is an accomplishment no matter how you slice yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> It's like saying he was still painting fences at 59. (laughs) What? (laughs) Baseball. Baseball, yeah. Baseball's silly. It It sure is. 59 is the lowest golf score in a single round on the LPGA Tour by one Miss Annika Sorenstam. All right. Go ahead, Annika. Right? 59. That's really good. That is... An incredibly low golf score. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you do that. I don't know much of anything about golf, but that sounds very impressive. You know, 50, I mean, you know, the pars are generally in the seven, high 60s, low 70s, right? Yeah, it's like, like three every hole, like three or four for a par. Right? Yeah, like three every hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, so you I multiply that you <laughs> multiply that. Like three up. every hole. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, the one you saw was I Like Three in Every Hole. That was the movie you saw. <laughs> and then I uh, I, uh, I figured uh, we'd go a little a general 59ery before rounding out the sports. Yes. Here. I hope that's okay with you. Sure. Was there no NBA player with the number 59? Well, I was going to get to that at the end, but oh, yeah, okay. there are zero oh. players that have ever worn 59. Sorry, I thought we were moving out of sports ball. Sorry. In my beloved association. No, you're right. I went out of order here. That's on me. But uh, yeah, zero players. It just, it's, it's so lackluster and so like air wind from sails. 
Airwin from sales <laughs> that I can't, uh, I didn't even want to talk about it. I understand. I mean, you know, but I mean, it's probably the last episode, so it doesn't really matter. I, it's pre- most likely. Yeah. Odds are good. All the pressure is We'll off. get to that, but yeah, it's, we'll this, get to this that. is most definitely the last one, especially <laughs> after this gaffe. I can't, <laughs> I can't live like no, this. No, you can come back from this. All right, well, let me go back to sports and then I'll go with the general 59ery. Okay. <laughs> All right. There was a Hall of Fame football player by the name of Jack Ham. Oh, sure. That I wanted to get out there. Yeah. And I wanted to say how much Jack Ham sounds like a deli order. <laughs> <laughs> give me a quarter pound of cabocola, uh, half a pound of salami, and give me a quarter pound of that Jack Ham. <laughs> and thin, cut it thin. <laughs> I want it thin. <laughs> Why do people like their meat sliced thin like that? It's like it's more you can it's for the the gourmet folding of the you never see how they fold it. Yeah, but then you're just making it thick again. I, <laughs> you're taking one piece of meat that's really thin and folding it to create a thicker piece of meat. It's clearly beyond you. You clearly don't understand. <laughs> I could try to explain it to you, but you know what point would it? What, where would the point be? No, there would be no point. Oh my you gosh. like it sliced thin because you get more slices per half a pound, right? That's kind of the th- the thinking, and then you can get you know you can make the little pile up folds. <laughs> it's easier to make the pile up folds. <laughs> Try doing a pile up of your deli meat with uh, a, a thick slice. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. You want a pile up? You got to go thin. <laughs> you don't want a pile up? Is that what you're saying? I well, I mean, I'm not that finicky about the thickness of my meat. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike That's Sophie Germain, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know. Kudos to you, buddy. You're no size queen. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, about I'll you. take my meat however I can get it. However, whatever size it's coming. That's how I'm going to take That's it. That's right. Yeah, you slice it and I'll eat it. That's how we do this. <laughs> all right. Well, so but like a super thick cut of ham on a sandwich, it's repulsive, right? <laughs> I mean, it's all repulsive to me, <laughs> right? But to a to a ham eater, to a jack ham eater, <laughs> <laughs> you want it cut a little thin, right? I mean, you don't want like a half inch or three quarters of an inch of ham. Well, it depends on what kind. Like if if it was a, a home baked ham, you know, like somebody brought a ham home and made it and all that stuff, and you're having leftovers the next day. Bring your ham home, sure. <laughs> thick slice is delicious on a sandwich the next day, but uh-huh. you're right from the deli. You you probably want it sliced a little thinner. Yeah, if you're going, you go ham and cheese, and they give you just a thick old slab of fatty ham. <laughs> one, you're like one quarter pound <laughs> slice of ham. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want that. You want it thick and piled. I mean, you want it thin and piled. That's right. Yeah, I think we should start paying deli workers by the slice, because that would incentivize them to slice well, it thinner. They would definitely want it thin. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Thin and piled. That's right. You get all the thin piles you can handle. <laughs> That's how I order my deli sandwiches. <laughs> I'm over here by the jack ham. Surprise, Pile. surprise, surprise. <laughs> Jim Neighbors, sing me a song, won't you? <laughs> he sang Oh My Papa on an episode of <laughs> that show, and I will never forget it as long as I live. I still don't understand why people thought he had like this beautiful, amazing singing voice. Well, I mean, it wasn't bad. <laughs> no, but it was odd. Like I just find his singing it was voice odd. odd. You know? Yeah. I think when juxtaposed to the the hillbilly character of Gomer Pyle, it was especially odd. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what made it right? so shocking. 
Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, Jim Neighbors, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Look it up if you haven't seen it or don't know what we're talking about. It's worth your time. But while we're here, can we, oh. can we cast to oh, Jim oh, Neighbors? Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Who would they play? Who would they play? Jim Neighbors. This is a tough one. It is a tough one. I was thinking this about it and I was really struggling. Yeah. I mean. Because <laughs> it's so hard to, to separate him from his Gomer Pyle character. It's super hard for me. Damn near impossible, I yeah. might even say. Yeah, I agree with you. Because he did, um, really didn't do a whole lot of acting besides Gomer Pyle. No, I mean, not that we saw in any. I mean, he did a lot of theater and musicals and that kind of thing. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, totally. totally oh, I didn't totally. know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to look it up? I, I suppose I should. I mean, I, I mean, somebody should. <laughs> <laughs> and it sure as shit shouldn't be me. Okay. I'm the one that knew it. <laughs> okay. But you think about it, and I, I got a place I'd want to put him if we weren't going for the full comedy. All right. But if we were going comedy, yeah, he's going obviously, comedy. you know, he's obviously like a Blake. <laughs> right. If you right, try like, to play it for the comedy. Right, dropping like his briefcase all over the floor and stop <laughs> pops open and drops out and the, the the brass balls are like bouncing all over the floor and stuff. Brass balls bouncing, yeah. Golly. Right. <laughs> Do you hear me, you fucking faggots? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm looking up his his career. He had asthma. Did you know that? Just like uh, me. No, I can't can't say I did, but he does seem like the type to have an inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> Don't he you does. think? He does. Uh, he was well, a this hay fever's really getting to me. <laughs> uh, he worked he, he as a singing and acting cabaret theater guy at a Santa Monica tavern called The Horn. His act featured him as a character similar to the later Gomer Pyle. Oh, Jim. He sang in a baritone and sometimes spoke and sang in his higher-pitched comedic voice. Oh, Jimmy. Comedian Bill Dana saw Neighbors Act and invited him to appear on the Steve Allen Show. Uh, he signed on to be on the show, but it was soon canceled. And then he then he did Gomer Pyle, and that was, uh, that was kind of that. So it kind of started with like a cabaret show? Yeah, uh, doing huh. that character. And then Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith discovered him at the same cabaret club and uh, offered him the role. It was going to be just like a one episode deal. Right. And then, yeah, I guess people loved him so much. They had to have him back. Then I mean, once, yeah, show. once you get a little Jim neighbors in you, Ugh, the what, best, what are you going to not <laughs> after that? The only other role I would see him maybe in is a link. Yeah. Yeah. If you were playing it straighter, I was thinking Spanel or link. Yeah. 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 He could probably actually pull off a spanel or a link. For sure. Yeah. As as yeah. regular gym neighbors, not as like a not as Gomer, Gomer. Pyle gym. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you yeah, think? I I uh I think Link is probably the right call. All right. Good. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. Jimbo neighbors. <laughs> Welcome to the corral. <laughs> Uh, just, just cause I do like to, uh, recap the corral that we land in. Uh, we we have one Mr. Victor Garber. 
Nice. Uh, can you imagine the duets coming out of that corral now? <laughs> Neighbors in Garber <laughs> just singing a, singing a ditty. Those are going to be really good. Joaquin Phoenix looking at them uh, quizzically. <laughs> right? Right. Ned Beatty trying to join in but getting pushed aside. <laughs> And Diane Weist just being fabulous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Weist, all right. Diane Weist, love just it. being to the greatest, <laughs> being the greatest of all time. <laughs> That's a heavy duty corral right there. It really is some heavy hitters in there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and now we had Jimbo Neighbors. That's right. Well, that was a great little detour, buddy. Sure, it was. <laughs> I'm just going to round out some, some 59ery here. Excellent. Uh, 59 is the number corresponding to the last minute of a given hour, the last second of a given minute, and also the last in any grouping of 60 fucking things, Suckadickopedia. Oh, jeez, that's terrible. Thank, thanks for that, <laughs> Wikipedia. Uh, 59 is the number of beads on a Roman Catholic rosary. Oh, interesting. How do you like them apples? That's cool. Yeah, right? Yeah. Is it? Uh, does that? I thought that had something to do with the number of books in the Bible or something, like the number of beads mm, on the rosary. Number of, but I don't know saints that that's in true. your in your tamale. Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no I idea. I mean, I could look it up. No, no, no. We you may look it up. No, leave that to the Catholics. Leave looking it up to the Catholics. Yeah, the whole thing. If they want to have their beads, they can decide how many. I mean, they, they all want. have beads. Every religion has beads. They all have them. If you do not have the goddamn beads, <laughs> beads. <laughs> I'm waiting for the new beads. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-emium beads. <laughs> the Glengarry beads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. They all use the beads. For sure. Yeah. They're magic. Um, the Queensboro Bridge in New York, also known as the Dewey-Doo-Doo 59th Street Bridge. Right on. Yeah. Queensboro. If, uh, I think that's what most people call it. But I guess if you've been there forever, you call it the 59th Street Bridge? I think, yeah. I, uh, I've seen it both ways. And I, I'm trying to remember. I used to live in Queens and we used to have I to take that bridge all the time. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. I can't remember. What did you often call it? What is the what are the digital maps called it when you went to and fro? That's a good question. I think in the old days it was like the 59th Street Bridge, and that's like that's the colloquial my feeling way. too. Yeah, 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 and then in and then they called it the Queensboro Bridge later to make it have more of a international flair. It's part of the, yeah, part <laughs> yeah, of the part of the whole all the, the boroughs. Part of the, exactly yeah, ties all the boroughs together, kind of thing. That's right. That's right. Uh, I prefer 59th Street Bridge, but probably just because of the song. Yeah, well, why not? Yeah. Uh, 59 was the number worn on a button commonly by feminist activists in the 1970s. This was based on their claim that a woman earned 59 cents to an equally qualified man's dollar. All right. Yeah. 59. Let's bring it back. I'd wear a 59 pin. Sure I would. Yeah. That seems fresh. Yeah. Or whatever the number is now because it's still probably less than 100. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's why the button's not ever going to take off because it's going to fluctuate. Right. Exactly. Like next year, it'll be a little better. And then the year after that, it'll be a little better. But until it's equal, we should be wearing those buttons. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I'm out at like 92. Once you get to 92, <laughs> ladies, let's pipe down. All right? <laughs> we've we've come this far. Let's... Like, can we just take a break? Like, we'll get to 100. It's on the radar. We understand. <laughs> We're trending in the right direction. Everybody relax. 
No. Then that way my ninety two button will have a year or two to sell. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. Let's just keep working. Okay, you guys are right. Let's just keep working. Good. No breaks necessary. Yes. Um fifty nine is the number of the French department Nord. Oh Nord, of course. Nord. That means north, of course. Yeah, Nord. Yeah, Nord. Yeah. Nords. <laughs> <laughs> I love those little candies, Nords. You know, you get them in a little yeah, box no, and yep, you pour them exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, so they're good. all yeah. I love they, those like Nords. that little slide top box. Yeah, I always yeah, liked yeah. that. I really did like that. Very innovative. Indeed. Um, are you familiar with the fifty-nine minute rule? No, I'm not. It is an informal rule in business. You know, our boy Mamet loves business. Yeah. And all things related to business. The business of America is a business and business. It's all business. <laughs> Just doing business. How can a man do business? <laughs> 59-minute rule is an informal rule in business whereby, usually near a holiday, employees may be allowed to leave work early, often to beat heavy holiday traffic. The 59 minutes coming from the rule that leaving an hour early requires the use of leave. Oh, my God. Whereas leaving 59 minutes early would not. Oh, this is ridiculous. (laughs) This is the kind of... You don't like business? (laughs) You don't have to do business. We don't have to do business. That's just the way we do business. I'm doing business here. <laughs> I came in here to. That's what I came in here to do. <laughs> came in here for. Uh, oh my god! But the bureaucracy of that, right? Like, so you know, some some bean counters counting that one minute you got to stay later. Yeah, and then leave, and then you miss your train, and you wind up waiting at the train station for two hours. Thanks right. a lot. Yeah, and then you got to get a lift from John Candy. <laughs> and, you know, he's selling shower curtains. That's and right. And never get home for Thanksgiving. That's right. And he nearly kills himself because of he, his grief. Right. He's actually very, very sad and depressed. Exactly. I mean, come on. Just give us another minute. <laughs> we can solve all these problems. I will be with you in a while. <laughs> yeah, a minute. It's not too much to ask. Right. right? <laughs> what am I going to get done in a minute? Right. I'm just going to be keep looking at my watch to see if that minute has expired yet. That's exactly right crazy yeah what i mean they keep uh, crunching the numbers until that minute's up and then uh, suck a dick treat people like adults thank you right buddy. thank on. you somebody had to say it yeah and and if you're treated like an adult act like an adult exactly that's the other side of that coin that's right you can't take advantage you don't they don't just hand it to you you gotta act like it. that's right yeah god damn i know man well there you go that's the last numerology i ever ever <laughs> <laughs> that's it we wrapped it up tight little bow on that one yeah it went out with a bang didn't it boom <laughs> <laughs> we're in like that minute of grace period where we want to leave real bad <laughs> but if we leave now we'll have to dip into our vacation time <laughs> right exactly so we're just waiting it out wait a minute did you say grace period hey So the last time we did this, which was a while ago, we had the scene with George and his dad and the and the the, the beads, the missing beads and George I remember. I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah, George is trying to figure out whether he should steal the steal the lead whacker and give it to the mysterious stranger or they should right. try something else, try to beat the machine, whatever. We don't know. Right. Right. But that's uh that's neither here nor there today because <laughs> that is back burnered. 
for <laughs> yeah. the time being. That's right, because we're gonna we're gonna check in with Ricky and see what's going on over in Comaville. You know, I love that. All right, well, let's do it. Great. What is life? It's either looking forwards or it's looking back. That's all it is. Where's the... Howdy doody, Mr. Roma. Oh, fuck. Charlie, what the fuck are you doing here, you fucking shit? I don't know. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? What am I doing here? I don't know. I just... I don't know anymore. You don't know what you're doing here? Yes. No. I don't know. What difference does it make? How can one comprehend one's raison d'etre stuck in some fucking coma dream, some shitbag kid asking questions? I don't know. Hey, Mr. Roma, tell me another one of your stories. Take your mind off your troubles. About what, Charlie? About what? Tell me something about, uh, about your good friend Dave Moss. He makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, oh, something from my nostalgia file. Okay, <laughs> okay, listen to this shit. Hey, how come you never went to college, Rick? What am I going to do? Learn iambic pentameter? <laughs> fucking shit. You stupid fucking cunt. Hey, barkeep asshole. Can we get some more drinks over here? Keep your shine on. How's school going for you, Dave? You going to graduate this decade or what? Ah, it's going well, Rick. It's going very well. Except, uh... What? I got this fucking psychology final tomorrow. And let me guess. You haven't cracked your textbook in a month. That's right. I don't pass this exam. They're going to kick me out of the school. That's a bad beat, Dave. Academics. Academics. All of them. My mistake. My fucking mistake. Shouldn't have taken a class in the first place. You have to. Why? Get a diploma? How am I going to get a fucking diploma taking a test from a doctor? What can I get you? Give me two regular cutties. Two cutties on the rocks. Give me the same thing to go, and I'll tell you something else. Don't ever try to bribe a professor. I will never try to... Times turn hard, they bounce you out of the university. That's not right. Is that what they're going to do, Dave? Gee, I'm sorry. Someone should do something to them. What? Something. Something to pay them back. Someone should... Someone should steal the answer sheet to the Psychology 101 fund. No. What? No. I didn't even ask you nothing. You want me... Break into your professor's office, steal the answers to your final exam? Yeah. No. <sighs> what can we get for? For, uh... For the answers. What can we get for the answers? I don't know, 10 bucks a student, 15 maybe? I don't know. For the answers, you're saying. Say somebody took them, went to the quad. I'm saying a fella, I'm saying, could take those answers, sell them to the student body. The answers to the students, yes. I was saying, yeah, a guy could take, like anything else it seems to me that is negotiable, a guy could sell it. All right, Dave, you want the answers. That's right. Ten bucks. What? Test answers, ten bucks. Now? Yes, now. When? Fucking asshole. Ha! Nice doing business with you, Dave. So you stole the answers and gave them to Mr. Moss? No. What? You didn't! Things happen to you. 
a guy comes to you, I want you to steal this thing, so fucking what? It's an opportunity. An opportunity to what? To make money? Perhaps. To lose a lifelong friend? Perhaps. To indulge and to learn about ourselves? Perhaps. They're an opportunity, that's all they are. Wow. Sometimes, I just, I just can't understand how you can live with yourself. You wanna know something, kid? Neither can I. Neither can I, Charlie. Well. Wow. Well. Wow. Yeah. Roma almost seems a little uh, remorseful there for a second. There, right at the end. Yeah, right at the end there. Yeah, I mean, you know, comas will do that to you. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been sort of teetering on the edge of whether he wants to come back or not, kind of, it's right? true, and yeah. Now did you see Regarding Henry? <laughs> I did see Regarding Henry. Comas will turn your shit right around. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he, he had that thing, and then he came back completely different. Had that thing, came back completely different. Yeah, crazy. Totally. I wonder how Roma's going to come back if he comes back. Well, yeah, if we come back. Well, yeah, there's that too. It's all up in the air, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so you got any highlights from this one? Stuff you want to uh, call out? Yeah, I think we should just go from the top. <laughs> you know me. I'm going to go from the top guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, one interesting thing at the top, at the very top, is Ricky is is looking at himself in this, in this giant, like... Uh, mirror but it's a very like abstract mirror kind of like a weird kind of thing and he's just yeah it's like a dream mirror yeah like a dream mirror and he's kind of studying himself and he's asking what is our life our life is either looking forwards or it's looking back very familiar we've heard that before right Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and then charlie pops in with a nice howdy duty mr roma very friendly yeah very congenial Uh uh-huh just wants to see what's going. Just checking in with him, see what's going on. Yeah. They got a real uh, d- uh, Dennis the Menace, Mister Wilson vibe to two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. You're right. <laughs> right? <laughs> they do. Yeah, Charlie, yeah. stay away from that belt buckle. <laughs> I would love it if Mister Wilson called Dennis you fucking shit just <laughs> once. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't that yeah. be great? That would have been really good. Uh, so uh, Roma's like uh, very uh, apparently disappointed to see Charlie. I don't understand it, but okay. You whatever. don't? No. You don't? What? I could totally explain that to you. <laughs> Please do. He's the most annoying little shit eater. <laughs> I hate that little fucking guy. <laughs> I hate him so much. His lisp. Are you kidding me with the droplets coming out of that kid's mouth? <laughs> it's crazy. He's doing the best he can. You go spray that disease somewhere else, you little fucker. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> thank you, no. <laughs> and uh, uh, he asks him, what are you doing here? Which Roma often asks people, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> so, seems appropriate. It does. Charlie says, I don't know. What are you doing here? And then, and then Roma gets very... Uh, pensive about this question what am i doing here what am i fucking doing here i don't yeah, know he turns it inward turns it inward yeah he just doesn't know anymore yeah and charlie presses him on it and he doesn't know what he's doing here and then roma gets really 
depressing here where he says, what difference does it make? How can one comprehend one's raison d'etre? <laughs> Stuck in some fucking coma dream, some shitbag kid asking questions. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess that if you were trying, if you were stuck in a coma and you were really trying to assess your life, <laughs> I wonder if having someone like Charlie there would be helpful or not. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I don't think we have to wonder about it at all. <laughs> so, yes, think so yes, then, they're very helpful. It's black and white. Yeah, no, not helpful at all. <laughs> Distraction, <laughs> debilitating, dejection. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's not you don't want them there you don't ever <laughs> coma no coma <laughs> introspection no introspection raison d'etre or not <laughs> what do you think about that raison d'etre what you mean what do you what, what do you mean the word the yeah, phrase yeah, yeah. What, like do the, i like it yeah well the roma the roma uses it yeah, no, it's yeah, it seemed uh, out of character, let's say. I, well, I, I thought it seemed very in character because he does refer to cafe au lait. <laughs> well, it's definitely not the same thing. <laughs> Why not? <What>? They're both French <laughs> French words, French words for something. Cafe au lait, raison d'etre. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to let that ride. <laughs> I know Cafe Ole could could have Italian origins. It could have Spanish origins. I don't know that that's specifically French. Um, first of all, it is. It is sure Cafe Ole. A U L A I T is is of milk with milk. Cafe Ole. Yeah, on. yeah. That's that's how you would say it in in a number of the Romance languages. Really? Yeah. Come on. Well, all right. Let's let's say you're right, and it's French. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think that a product sold in Acme's in 1980 necessarily leads you to the raison d'etre <laughs> of it all. <laughs> but uh, if you say it seems like Ricky, what am I going to do? I mean, Grace clearly is just picking up where she left off here. She hasn't skipped a beat during her <laughs> during our hiatus yeah. at all. And some of those beats should be skipped. <laughs> <laughs> she should miss some of these beats. <laughs> uh, so then Ch Charlie asks uh, Ricky to tell him another one of his stories to take his mind off his troubles. Right, right. <laughs> Ricky's like, about what, Charlie? <laughs> yeah. About what? About what? <laughs> yeah. Not really. With, with what? That's with what, John? Yeah, right, right, very, right, right. Right, exactly. He's not right. really in the mood for telling a story, I guess. No, certainly not. But Charlie uh, says, tell him something more about his good friend Dave Moss because he makes him laugh. Yeah. The Dave, the Dave Moss of it all makes us all laugh That's a little right. bit sometimes, <laughs> it doesn't is. it? It does. It feels good because you hear like these Dave Moss stories and it's there's sort of like a sense of justice to them. Like, you know, <laughs> when he storms out, fuck the lot of you, fuck your all, you're like, yeah, he's got to get what he deserved. And yeah. you feel like a sense of justice about it. Oh, see, I, f I feel a sense of justice in a slightly different way. Okay. Like, they sh should all go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> the lot of them should fuck off. <laughs> and he should go to Wisconsin. <laughs> I feel like, do you remember when you you literally brought... Dave Moss up to Ed Harris and didn't he smirk? I think. Yeah. Oh, he we was. All he <laughs> was. I didn't even bring it up. I brought up Glenn Gary Glenn Ross and he smiled and said, "Dave Moss." Dave Moss. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he was delighted. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, he enjoyed it, obviously. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my God. So then Ricky says, okay, okay, something from my nostalgia file. Nostalgia file. <laughs> and it says, listen to this. So then, then we the scene shifts to this uh, seedy bar. Back, it looks like the 1970s kind of, and uh, Ricky and Dave are sitting there. It looks like a, like a college bar. Dave's got his like uh, varsity sweater on because <laughs> <laughs> you know he's such a good athlete. Yeah, well, he's gonna get to the leads first in the gym. <laughs> That's right. We know that. That's right. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And and Ricky's got like his three piece regular three piece suit on. He doesn't look like he's in college at all. It looks like he's no. a working no. man. That's right. Uh, and and Moss asks him, "How come he never went to college?" Right. And Ricky says, "What am I gonna do? Learn iambic pentameter?" That's all that happens at college, pretty much. By the way, that's all I learned. Yeah. Dot da 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 da. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's life right there. That's life. Yeah. Da 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 da. I mean, I don't. How is that? How is that like? I, I mean, I don't help know. me, enlighten me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying this might explain w- where you are in your life. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to be pretentious. Oh, I see. Yeah. Da 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 da. Is that does that mean life is also That's gigantic pentameter. That's what that is. That's that Bill Wong. <laughs> so then Moss uh, is Moss is bothering the bartender for some drinks. Gets get some more drinks over here, right? Right. And then Roma says, "How's school going, Dave? Dave, you going to graduate this decade or what? Damn, damn, sick burn, sick, sick burn, bro. <laughs> Moss is poking fun. That's right." And Moss is like, yeah, it's going well. It's going very well, except uh-huh. he's got this big psychology final tomorrow. That's right, big final. And he hasn't cracked his textbook in a month. Yeah, which Roma knew. Of course, yeah. Right? I mean, everybody knows Moss. Nah, he's he's looking for the shortcut. You know what I mean? He's looking for the end around. He's not trying to do things the right way. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah. So, and Moss, But don't you, think, don't you think Roma's a little bit like a... De La Fontaine <laughs> kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Is he one of those guys? I long suspected as much, <laughs> Dave. And let me guess, you haven't cracked a textbook in a month. <laughs> he knew it. He knew it. <laughs> but he also solved it. You know what I mean? Like uh, Unlike True. De La Fontaine, True. <laughs> he said something. You know, you got to say, right. if you see something, say something, De La Fontaine. That's a fair point. <laughs> Fair point. And if Moss doesn't pass this exam, they're going to kick him out of college. That's right. It's a bad beat. It is. That's a bad beat, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Really not being supportive of his his buddy, Dave. No, he really isn't. No. Uh, So Moss is just beside himself. He's like, uh, academics, academics, all of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My mistake, I shouldn't have taken the class in the first place. Right. Yeah, what's he, what's he doing? What do you mean? What's he doing taking a psychology class? I, I think it's interesting that he's failing psychology because that's so Dave Moss. <laughs> like, he doesn't get people. You know what I mean? The psychology? <laughs> the psychology? That's him in class. Right. 
<laughs> I love it. The libido. The libido. <laughs> Fuck the libido. Um, but Rome I mean, is like that is the, that is the goal. <laughs> True. So, you know, sometimes it just works out. Hello, boys. <laughs> uh, so Roma says you have to, and Moss like, why? To get a diploma? How am I going to get a diploma? Taking a test from a doctor. Right. <laughs> it's fair. I mean, right when you think about it. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. When you really think sort about it. Sort of makes sense, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And then a bartender comes over. What can I get you? Obviously from the, the Northeast. Right. And Moss orders for the both of them. Yes. <laughs> I don't, and I don't know how you get some of this to go, but let's you know, let's break it down. <laughs> Two regular cutties, right? That those are obviously cutties on the rocks, right? <laughs> so, so wait, I would think the regular cutties are for Roma. Now I don't know if that's right or not, but cutty. Uh, so you think he want he's just he's like because I've done this at bars I'll be like I'll order my first two drinks right off the top so that you're not coming back again sure sure because I know the first one's gonna go like quick okay right okay so I need one for pounding and then one for sipping Uh, right off the bat okay so that might be what's happening here got it so he's getting two regular cutties for Rick right and then two cutties on the rocks for him yeah because he needs to cool off a little bit because he needs the rocks that's Right, right right And then <laughs> this is where it go this is where if I'm the barkeep I'm scratching my noggin. <laughs> Give me the same thing to go. <laughs> Maybe they have sippy cups. You know they could hook them up with like some sippy cups to take on the road with them. Yeah. Yeah, like a beer hat <laughs> with the two straws coming down, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. 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 All right. Take back to the dorm with you. You know. I drink Cuddy Sark out of a beer hat. <laughs> I'm not proud. You'd drink it out of a horseshoe footprint. Indeed, I would. <laughs> and indeed, I would. Uh, yeah. And then Mom says, and I'll tell you something else. Don't ever try to bribe a professor. You're right. So, and to my surprise, Ricky is starting to say it seems like he would never try to bribe a professor. <laughs> he might try it. I think he would. I think yeah. he's, just, I think he's just trying to appease Dave. You know what I mean? I think, you know, you're, I you think you're right. But it seems like Dave has already tried to bribe the professor, right? Like he, 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 to get through the psychology class. So, what right. was this psychology class? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tried to bribe the professor to, you know, just let him slide. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't go, don't ever try to bribe a professor without having first tried to bribe a professor. <laughs> That's right. right. Right? You don't do that. Right. Yeah. 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 You don't take it completely off the table until you've exactly. exhausted the possibility. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So he's afraid he's going to get bow- bounced out of the university. <laughs> right. That's not right. <laughs> That's not right. And Ricky. Just continues to pile it on. Yeah. Oh, is that what they're going to do, Dave? <laughs> Gee, I'm Gee, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's chewing his gum, too, all of a sudden. Yeah, he sure is. He's so right? uh, so um, sympathetic. Yeah, right. And then Moss has an idea someone should do something to them. It was a light bulb moment. Yeah, right. Yeah. Very Dave Moss. He always wants yeah. someone to do something to somebody. Yeah, he's looking to be proactive. I don't know why this seems like such a bad character trait to you. <laughs> he's just being proactive. <laughs> and Ricky says he's going on the offensive. <laughs> That's right, he sure is. Right. Ricky says what? What? <laughs> Dave says something to pay him back. 
somebody should steal the answer sheet to the psychology 101 final and there you go it's i mean he did come up with a good solution too right you got a problem you didn't study for the test what do you do you steal the answers you steal the answers yeah makes perfect sense yeah roma does not like it and he knows it immediately yeah no he's not doing it he, no yeah he's on to this <laughs> this must happen yeah. a lot with dave where he's like <laughs> someone should do something oh here we go yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone should steal their Tonka trucks. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this again. <laughs> hey, Mom, I'm hungry. Someone should do something. <laughs> Someone should, I don't know, make me a pie. <laughs> Maybe apple. <laughs> Someone, should, Someone should steal a pie cooling off of that windowsill. <laughs> you know, if we were that kind of guy... Do something like that. We were that kind of guy. We weren't lactose intolerant. <laughs> you take the pie and you go into the kitchen. <laughs> it's true. It is. It does seem like Ricky is all too familiar with, with Dave's <laughs> modus operandi here. That's right. Yeah. So Ricky kind of finally cuts to the chase. He's like, you want me to break in your professor's office and steal the answers to your final exam? And of course, that's what he wants. Yes. And Roma's opposed to it. But then... Uh, initially yeah initially right? then, <laughs> then he thinks about it a second within the same breath practically right he thinks what can we get for him right that's a good thought yeah because i mean well w- yeah i mean you get you want all the information before you patently say no right yeah that's true and also you you want to know you want to know what you're getting right like if you're going to break into somebody's office and steal something is it just merely for Dave? You know, I'm, yeah, if I'm just right. doing is it for so Dave, Dave can do well on the test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But if I how, can, how does Ricky? How, wh- how how does Ricky win? Exactly. What's in it for Ricky? What's in it for Ricky? Yeah, yeah. It's got to yeah. better be something in it for Ricky, or he ain't doing it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so Moss uh, is thinking for for the answers, and then they go through this whole thing. <laughs> Whole thing about what they can get for the answers, right? Ten bucks a student, fifteen maybe. I don't know for the answers you're saying. <laughs> Say somebody took them, went to the quad, which I love. <laughs> where, where are all the students? They're hanging out in the quad. In the quad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, George is hanging out there having a smoke, smoking a doobie. You know, maybe no it, maybe it's the same no school doubt. even. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then Rose says, "I'm saying a fella. I'm saying could take those answers, sell them to the student body." Yeah, the answer. Yeah, like anything else, it seems to me that is negotiable. <laughs> a guy could sell them. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so Roma then uh, asked Dave for ten bucks. Ro- Moss is like, "What now? Yes, now when? Yes, now when?" So he gives <laughs> my favorite. G- gives him the ten bucks, grud- begrudgingly, calling him a fucking asshole. Right. And Roma says, "Nice doing business with you." Yeah. Transaction over. <laughs> That's right. That's it. And then Char- and then we go back into Roma's mind because Charlie busts into the story and says, right. asks, so you stole the answers and you gave them to Mr. Moss. But that's not what happened. No. <laughs> so he did. He just took his $10. <laughs> he, that's it. That's, that that's what he did. That's yeah. He did. That's Ricky. And let Dave fail out of college. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't for Dave anyway. Ricky knew that. <laughs> He's doing him a favor. <laughs> yeah, some other class would have tripped him up eventually anyway, right? I mean, Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't. And he doesn't have to lug around that $10 bill anymore <laughs> either. 
<laughs> they are heavy. They are, Very right? heavy, yeah. Yeah, they can weigh you down. That's right. <laughs> and Roma tries to explain it. Things happen to you. A guy comes to you. You want me, I want you to steal this thing. So fucking what? It's an opportunity to make money, perhaps, to lose a lifelong friend, perhaps. Yeah. Oh. Tough one. That is tough. So maybe this was it. Maybe this, because we know that Dave and Ricky, you know, at one time were pals or whatever, and then they weren't pals. And yeah. I don't know. This is maybe I mean, one of they, the. They were always contentious, but something happened that really fractured the relationship. That's right. Know? Yeah. I mean, it seems like. like I, I got friends I'm uh, slightly contentious with, but, you know, it's part of the fun. It's part of the vibe. Right. That's right. You know? Yeah. But these two seem like something, and but it, it's interesting that uh, later on at the at the picnic, if we think about those flashbacks at the company picnic, right? They're very chummy because they're partners in the uh, three legged race, and they've been the champions for several years so or whatever. This wasn't the end, no, but it certainly couldn't have helped. It just it, yeah, things get compounded over time. You never know. That's right. Yeah, but it does show the sort of up and down of their relationship. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. It's deep. And Charlie says, wow, he's overwhelmed by <laughs> by Roma's behavior. It's true. He says, I just can't understand how you can live with yourself. <laughs> and then Roma very pensively says, you know, you want to know something, Charlie? Neither can I, neither can I. Neither can I. Wow. Which is right back to him, you know, wh- you know what's he do in his coma? Is he going to fight? Is he going to give in? Right. You know? It's all about living. How can you? He doesn't know how he can live with himself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Heartbreaking. God damn it! What? It's really this. (laughs) What this? (laughs) Bill, this. What? What? (laughs) But that's not nearly as sad as what we have to wrap up the episode. (laughs) That's right. Which is the wrapping up of the episodes. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Maybe. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, if you didn't see it, if you missed it yesterday, there was some, something came out that Mamet had gave some sort of a comment about, <laughs> there was some award or <laughs> <laughs> some sort of comment about everything that's going on right now. Yeah. And it, that's the, the one thing about it. I'll just preface with this. I could not find the rest of it. Yeah. I couldn't so, either. So. It was kind of taken out of context in some way, but even even in any context, what he said w- was literally the straw that broke my c- camel's heart. Yeah, so we're going to... No, my heart. Not, my camel is fine. <laughs> that, <laughs> Every, that's good. Everyone should know. That's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No animal cruelty on this show. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But we're going to do a little quote corner and we'll lay All it right. on you. When you go to the movies, you want to eat popcorn. You don't want to eat hummus. If somebody said it, and you just can't forget it, if you hear someone lecture, then it's time for conjecture. If some guy's gonna spout it, why not talk about it? Hummus is just lime juice and chickpeas. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll just read it if you, unless you want to read it. No, you please. Read All right. It. Here's the thing that he said yesterday. I can't. I can't couldn't even bear to. From read David it Mamet, and I quote, and I'll probably stumble over it because it doesn't really make any sense. But here we go. It makes very little sense. 
The left's loathing of Trump differs from other attempts at constructive phobia in this. He is not an event, a phenomenon, an attitude, or a group, but an actual human being. He has supplanted previous attempted solutions to panic, but universal and vicious loathing comes close in its virulence to revealing the key and thus the presence of an underlying code. He is a mere human being who has the temerity to disregard the taboo. In the Salem Witch Trials of 1692, some brave soul might speak up for one accused of witchcraft, but no one would have dared to say, and few to think, there is no such thing as witchcraft. The left's hatred of Trump reveals their code. They here are like the ghoul Rumpelstiltskin, whose power disappeared when the victim said his name. Trump is loathed because he is feared, and he is feared because he named the monster. The monster is the zeitgeist, that is to say, the left. Unquote. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so utterly disgusting. It is. It really is. On every level. It's, yeah, so, so... Donald Trump is just a mere human being, but anybody on the left is a monster. <laughs> monster? <laughs> Who Trump named. Right. <laughs> he named us the monster. Yeah, he gets that, that privilege to call us Jesus. all the monster, whereas we are awful people if we don't recognize that he's just a mere human being. I, I, don't, I, 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 don't, I don't even know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. I can't. I can't even. It's, it's it is. It's so hard to even think about. Yeah, and it's it's full of so much like right wing dog whistling that it's uh, not even it's not even dog whistling. It's just sort of like with a megaphone, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to break. We said, we were talking about it earlier. That it's, it's like useless to even break it down because it's so nonsensical. I I tried. I I wanted to post some rebuttal. I wanted to, and I I was just like, well. It, it's like uh, you know the the old adage: if if you're seen arguing with an insane person, it's hard to tell which is which. Like, <laughs> right? That's right. You just can't you you can't meet that kind of insanity with sanity and have it seem sane. That's right. Yeah, you can't. No, there's no logic that could answer something so illogical. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Utterly baffling. It is, and and I, I was saying it. It makes me when something like this happens with Mamet, and then right. you know. It makes me think about him and I, I see other people like on Twitter and stuff, playwrights that I admire and other people I admire talking about what a horrible person he is. And it makes me think, why are we doing this? <laughs> this right. David Mamet based podcast, because I mean, yeah. fortunately, we've turned it into sort of a parody, which is good. That, yeah, that is good. Um, that is good. Yeah. The, the early praise of him it makes me feel icky now. <laughs> right. Exactly. It, it really does. It's almost embarrassing. It is embarrassing. You feel like yeah. you've been duped. You know, you feel like like yeah. I've been taken for a ride. I oh, I thought this guy was really good at something. Right. But it, he just got lucky. And I suppose he could still be good at dialogue and things like this. But the ideas that the dialogue was projecting all these years make me feel like I got duped. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep, that's right. Like uh, he does know how to package a conversation and I'll, I'll go to my grave saying that he's brilliant at that. It, but but was I was I the fool all along for following the fool? <laughs> who is more a fool, Bill? <laughs> the fool or the fool who follows the fool? That's right. That's right? absolutely right. Yeah. It's it's embarrassing. I have to let it go. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. I know. It's uh 
I'm I'm going to free myself of my my mammoth uh, worship. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I still it's over. I still feel like you can look at the the classic plays. You can look at the, you know, the not the same way. No, uh, no, it's like you know when your lover cheats on you. Yeah, you, you can never look at him the same way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's never what it. Even the things that you thought were a thing no cease to be those things that you thought they were. Right, right. It's hard. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, I've I mean, been cheated on. <laughs> I loved him so purely. Yeah, I couldn't love him any any deeper. You know. Yeah, I know. You know. <laughs> It's just, it's killing me, man. It is. And I was saying that there's like, you know, we're in the age of, uh, of bubbles, right? Everybody's got their bubble, you know, everybody's in like a bubble. And when you're in your bubble, you get to kind of choose your own facts or your own truth. And I think we've moved beyond even that. And now we're at a point where you get to choose your own morality. Yeah. So like, you know, if I say the left is evil, then the left is evil, you know, and I can just get stimulus coming in in my bubble that only tells me that i'm right about that yeah and then i get convinced of it right uh and i I think that's really dangerous and scary like it's like you you can't even have you know people that i know who are trump supporters on like facebook or whatever like start arguments with me when i post something over there and it's you can't argue with them it's it's impossible you cannot have a conversation because they're not using the same facts that everyone else is or whatever yeah right right and they would say the same about you exactly yeah it just makes it uh an echo chamber of nonsense yeah there's just a chasm between us that they think that i'm listening to left-wing propaganda and i think that they're listening to (laughs) right-wing propaganda never the twain shall meet you know right yeah it's a venn diagram but then i always go but um we're trying to do something for everyone (laughs) right and you're trying to do something for not everyone. For yourself, basically. Yeah, yeah. mostly, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like, uh, I think those things can still be factually proved. It's They're just ignored by one half of us. Right. And it's crazy. It is crazy. It's, it's, har- it's heartbreaking to see what's happened here in our country and maybe around the world. I, I, I don't know. I, I think the closest place to us is England, I think, is having the sa- similar issues... They are, with this yeah. Brexit and, and Boris Johnson sure. and all that's and the Russian influence and all that stuff is kind of right. eerily similar to what's happening here, right? But uh, I mean, it seems well Illuminati, same same people running all the stuff. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it seems like th- it, this is such an American thing, you know, where we're just like so uh, so polarized yeah. right now. Well, yeah, we. I mean, we're you know there. If we're a, if this is an American thing, then you know, I mean, we got it from someone. We learned it by watching you. <laughs> you know, like that's that's. It's obviously we're they're bedfellows, us and the, the Brits. Yeah, but and they, and it came from the same place. It came from Russian interference and all that kind of stuff. There's, I'm, right. I'm convinced of that. That social media and and all the various ways that uh, people separate us. But none of it is as heartbreaking as Zumbo losing a hero. <laughs> Nobody is suffering more than Zumbo. <laughs> and that's the point here. <laughs> it's like, what's next? Larry Bird wasn't actually playing basketball? <laughs> like, how do I... What, this is that, it's that level. It's like if Larry Bird was some projection or an alien or a myth. Right. I, I, would, be, I would feel robbed. 
I feel robbed. <laughs> I've been robbed, Bill. Yeah, some... How come no one won't help me? Some thief broke in the middle of the night and stole your David Mamet. In a black turtleneck. That's right. This is like... They, they took the phones. They took my Mamet. That's right. And I'm not happy about it. How do I know we had a robbery? <laughs> I read the fucking tweets. We got a right wing nut job on the. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I can't anymore. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Which leads me to the thing that we, you know, can we do this anymore? Yeah. <laughs> can we? I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I got. We. we You'll you'll attest to this. I come up with a new podcast idea like every ten minutes. You do too. You, I I got things we could do, baby. <laughs> we got other avenues. <laughs> like you and I will continue to do something. Right. Exactly. It just doesn't have to be this. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Because we always keep coming back to this. Right. Right. Getting disappointed. He's, he's going to say MAGA or something next. He's going to say Trump is a great president, which he's already said. And I'm going to be like, how can I go talk about that guy? Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And and praise him. Like, we, how can we sit here and go, oh, my gosh, that scene is so good. You know? Yeah. It, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. Can't do it. It's hard. It's really hard. It is. You know, there's a, there's, we have like one guy in our neighborhood who is an obvious like MAGA. And he's got a, a like a white pickup truck, of course. And he, course. and he puts bumper stickers all over it that say like MAGA and Trump 2020 and, uh, you know, hey, Joe Biden, come out of your mom's basement and all this kind of stuff. And <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, that's one of their that's one of their fun, yeah. fun okay, jokes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, I have so much trouble knowing what to do about him. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. uh, my 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 strategy now is just to pretend like he doesn't exist. Like if I see him yeah. out, you know, he's driving by, I don't wave at him. You know, I just look at the ground and I don't even bother. Right. And I think that's the best thing to do, but you know, I, I, I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, does slash the tires cross your mind? <laughs> yes. Ever? Things like things of this nature. Well, I, I wanted to go and cover up all of his bumper stickers with black lives matter bumper stickers. <laughs> That's been on my list in the middle of the night with my turtleneck on sneaking oh, I'll down totally there. Totally do that with you, dude. Let's get some, let's get some black grease paint. Right? Exactly. We'll go, yeah. We'll, yeah. That's we'll exactly go right. Under cover of darkness. That's right. In disguise, we'll have some disguises, uh, and then we'll dump I them in a it. dumpster somewhere afterwards, <laughs> so we don't get tracked. And yeah, we'll cover up his bumper you stickers. You don't listen to true crime podcasts. <laughs> Does that not work? You can't. You can't dump them in a dumpster. Oh, because buddy. there's there's cameras at the dumpsters. There's there cameras everywhere. First of all, right. and they're gonna find that trash. <laughs> Even if they have, if they have to go to the dump, they're gonna find that trash. But what if we drove somewhere really far away from here <laughs> and dumped them in a dumpster? Well, I mean, we could drive really far away. That's true. Would that work? N- n- questionable. It's still questionable. Wow. They're that yeah. good. Well, I mean, th- look, everybody's got a camera now is the thing. Yeah, that's true. I don't know that anybody's very good. Right. <laughs> but they just, they can go and look at stuff. Right. You know? So, yeah. So, I don't, I mean, we could do that or we could just. And it, with the DNA, <laughs> we're going to want to incinerate that shit. We're going to want to incinerate it, buddy. All right. That works. Okay. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Just as yeah. long as we cover up the evidence, you know. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, sure. we could do that. And, and all the Trump stickers. That's, that's right. Yeah. So, we right. could do that or I could just go on ignoring him. Yeah, that's not as fun, though, is it? <laughs> it's not as satisfying. I'll put it that way. What about just one Black Lives Matter sticker? Yeah, I mean, I feel... It, 
<laughs> I feel like it 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 it, it uh, weakens my position. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm, I, I, now I'm the asshole. But it expedites the situation. <laughs> like, are we peeling a bunch of stickers at the tailgate, or are we just have one peeled and we run by, we slap it on, and we sprint up the street? <laughs> That's you see what I'm saying. I, <laughs> I haven't thought it through that that <laughs> thoroughly yet. Yeah, I mean, the great, you could do like one a night. You could just like, you know, just do it quick every night. It's just like, bap, and then boom, yeah, you're out. <laughs> I'd like to do it so he doesn't notice and drives around for a while. Drives around for a while, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're on That's, the back yeah. of the truck, and maybe he doesn't walk around that side of the truck ever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but if you do them all, somebody's going to say something, right? Maybe, yeah. So if you just do, you just throw one at a time up there? Yeah. I mean, that's how this battle is going to get won anyway. Bumper stickers? It's one sticker at a time, baby. <laughs> that's what I've always said. I don't you know. take it one sticker at a time, you'll get there. I think it's the opposite. I think it's like ripping the Band-Aid off, you know, is the only way to, to, to end it. We're going to have to, like, clean house. Like, we're going to have to fumigate the White House. Well, I mean, yeah, I know. But, like, in terms of civil liberties, you you know, tell the guys in the 60s that it that it's uh, ripped the Band-Aid off. It's, well, yeah. It's one sticker at a time. You got That's how you got to do For it. For sure. Yeah, that's true. One, you know? one, one march at a time, one step at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I know. I know. It's frustrating. But I guess I guess we should just... Well, this has been a great podcast, buddy. Has it? <laughs> <laughs> Try to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice podcast you got there. <laughs> be a shame if your hero fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. He the the Frank Nitty is driving by my house. <laughs> threatening my my home life with Mammoth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> my idyllic Suburban home life with David Mann. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. But what do you th- well I guess we should just keep doing it. I mean, what else are we going to do? I mean, I I'm I don't know. I don't know, buddy. I think I'm going to need to really look inward on this. All right, well, let's think about it. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next week with something. There you go. For sure you're not going to lose us. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But just, you know, we we might reimagine what we do here. That's right. Right? Yeah, I think that's that's on the table for sure. Yeah, all right. And we've we we've tried other things in the past too. We had at least one other <laughs> one other failed podcast we tried many years ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe we revisit and something we'll keep like trying. that. Yeah. I th- I still we'll keep I still trying. like that one. I think we can we can rebuild it. I know. But I but I've come up with 10 <laughs> ideas while we were sitting here <laughs> that are equally as good. <laughs> But I agree with you. I'd love to revisit that early idea, too. Okay. All right. Stay tuned for that, guys. Yeah, see, this is getting exciting now, right? We're now we're teasing something. Yeah. Now we're not being teased. <laughs> we are now teasing something. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> better to be the teaser than the teasy. There you go. Teasy. Yeah. The teasy. Yeah. The, <laughs> the teasy. Isn't that a rapper? It sounds like Lil Teasy. L- Lil Teasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Love him. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, big fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Little Teasy. Little Teasy. Yeah, well, uh, stay tuned for you, me, and Little Teasy. All right. That sounds great. That does sound great, right? It does. And thank you all for listening to all of this podcast, if you've done that. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts about this David Mammoth thing and what what you think we should do. Get us get us on Twitter. 
tell us what to do. I mean, I'd love to hear from the people, but we every time we ask, what they everybody clams up. When we don't ask, they're all they're all chatty. Well, sometimes when, they say you know, stuff. Nobody says anything to me. Well, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> no, that's, that's not, not true. true. <laughs> it's not true. No, we've gotten lots of it's love. It's true. It's not true. No, it's not true. Um, but we appreciate. But it. yeah, I'd love to hear the thoughts, and then uh, yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, obviously this this plane is definitely crashing. <laughs> let's. We should probably. There's one shoot, and this plane is going down. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll figure it out one way or another. We will. We will. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening. It's been real fun. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Bye. Bye. What would David Mamet think? What would